Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine fanatics who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, we introduce you to a prominent woman and take a peek into her life and, of course, her favorite wines. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Ronco Anderson, who is featured in Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. Ronco, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. We're going to start with your career. I'm curious to know, what was your first professional paying job? So um, as a political science major at UC Davis and being so close to the state capitol in Sacramento, my first professional job was as an intern for a state senator there. Um, And it gave me a lot of insight into the world of politics. Um, I worked a lot on his election and re-election campaigns, and I I learned how to throw some really fun parties which has really helped me here in Napa. Um, And then from there, it made me realize that I didn't want to go and work at the Capitol, and I went into banking after that. Okay, and what did you do in in the banking industry? So it was a – it was – after college, and there was kind I was still young. I was 21 years old. No one was going to hire a 21-year-old. Um, I wasn't ready to go to law school or graduate school, and uh, the mortgage industry was booming. Um, and I found a niche in what they call the wholesale mortgage industry, and I did that for over 10 years working in the wholesale business of mortgages. Any banking company we might be familiar with? Oh, yes. I mean, I was at Wells Fargo for a long time and then moved over to U.S. Bank recently. Okay. And then I have to ask, are you able to tell us what politician you were, or which politician you worked for? Oh, sure. He was termed out, um, and he was also a farmer, which was great, and part of the California Water Board and that sort of thing, but it was Senator Mike Machado. So you learned how to throw parties and how to be good with money, (laughs) right? Today, though, you and your husband, Kale, have been building a spectacular wine brand business. Yes, we have been tirelessly working on it for the last 10 years. Did you come to the Napa Valley about 10 years ago? Um, Let's see. I came here in 2005, um, and we launched the label in 2008. Tell us about your your business that you and Kale built. So Kale Wines is a boutique wine label here in Napa Valley. We specialize in Rhone varietals. Uh, There's 21 Rhone varietals, but the main ones that you've probably heard of are Syrah, Grenache, Movedra, and Viognier. Um, So those are the main four varietals that we work with. Um, So for Napa Valley, which is mainly known for Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay, Having a cool climate Syrah from Carneros or, you know, a whole cluster press rosé of Grenache from Rutherford is is something of a treat because there's not very many of those types of wines made here locally. So you're very unique in that regard. Yes. Tell us more about Kale's business. I mean, he's, you're doing more than just developing the Kale brand, Yes. So after, I would say it must have been after 15 harvests in Napa Valley and Sonoma, 
Um, Kale decided to branch out on his own and launch Kale Consulting as well. So now he, in addition to Kale Wines, he also consults for a handful of clients here in the Valley and Russian River. Um, And that has been going really well. We have most of his clients consolidated at this winery that we're at today. Um, And then the ones on the Sonoma side in Sonoma. Uh, and and it gives Kale the artistic expression that I think he, he really enjoys having where he can make Syrah because that's his passion. That's what got him into the wine business and have his unique wine brand, Kale Wines. And then he can do the Cabernet Sauvignon and the Chardonnay and the Pinot Noir um, for his other clients and, and make the purest expression of the terroir and the fruit for them. And it's really a joy to see him able to um just have so much fun at work every day (laughs) that's important to have fun at work so specifically what do you do for the business so it's funny um i tell people that i do everything that's related to paper um so there's a lot of compliance that has to do with the wine business and bookkeeping and Uh, sales and marketing, uh, web design, you know, kind of the whole gamut, everything other than the winemaking. So I would say Kale takes care of the, um, from grape to bottle, so to speak, and everything in between. I told him that I promoted myself to assistant winemaker because I started helping with ordering bottling supplies and calculating, you know, gallons of wine and so now I also, in addition to the, the bookkeeping and the finance and whatnot, I, I think of myself as an assistant winemaker. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll just be the CEO, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is there someone that has inspired you through the course of your career? Oh my gosh, there's been so many people. I mean, the wonderful thing about living in Napa Valley is everyone is so open to sharing information. Like, I remember being in my 20s and sitting with friends and telling them we were starting a wine label at just someone's birthday party in their backyard, and they were like, well, you need to go. Did you get your CDFA? Did you get your State Board of Equalization? Did you get your... And I was... And, you know, just... I was like, oh my gosh. So, and then just along the way, when we launched the brand, um, you know, friends telling me, well, you need to work with this e-commerce provider, or here's your compliance specialist for out-of-state shipping. These are probably all boring um, things for all of you, but there have been so many friends along the way, whether it's, you know, legal advice or consumer advice or distribution advice. Is there someone in history who has inspired you? Oh, that is an excellent question. And yes, I always, 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 when things are so tired and tough, there's some nights during harvest where I think I'm the only person on the planet sitting there with a bucket of grapes, handy stemming, like freezing cold Viognier to sprinkle on top of the co-fermenting Syrah. Um, And I'm like, where are all my friends at 11 o'clock in this freezing cold winery? But then I always have this wonderful saying by Thich Nhat Hanh, who um, I think is a Buddhist monk or a Buddhist priest. And he just says the most wonderful, enlightening words to kind of keep you going. So he's always been really inspiring. Very neat. What drives you? What keeps you going every day? (laughs) I know you have children, and so you're busy. Your life is very busy. So what what keeps you 
going? What drives you every day? Well, you know, what, what we tell them is we're Andersons, we're not guys, and failure is not an option. And even if something wrong happens, we'll just pick ourselves up and we're a team and we're going to help each other along the way. And there have always been bumps in the road. Um, and we've just always wanted to help each other. So that's kind of been what's driven us together as a family. Super. Well, let's talk about this wine that you opened for us here today. This is a Syrah that will be coming out shortly. Yes. So um, when Kale was an undergraduate student at UC Davis, and I have to delineate between Kale, my husband, and Kale, the wine label. So Kale, my husband, was an gra- undergraduate student. Um, he took a... It must have been an introductory course in winemaking, and there were on-campus tasting groups where you could taste, and it was a Syrahs around the world tasting where you tasted a Syrah from, or a Shiraz from Australia, and a Syrah from the Rhone, and from California, or Paso Robles. Um, And that's what really opened his eye to winemaking, not just being fermentation science, but really being an art. Um, and he always knew from that day forward that if he were to launch his own wine brand, he would have to, it would have to be Syrah-focused. Um, so this is our inaugural release of the Hyde Vineyard Syrah Noir clone, and it's also co-fermented with Fionnier. Um, and it's cool climate Carneros with those nice San Pablo Bay breezes. Uh, and I've just been working all weekend and all week trying to get all the marketing stuff out in the launch, and it's been it's been really fun. So we're tasting it, and I'm trying to keep my inspiration going. <laughs> well, it's a spectacular wine. How many cases did you produce of it? So I believe about 120. Okay, well, we're not going to count, so don't, <laughs> don't worry if you're a little off. Um, I mean, and again, Kale Wines is such a boutique winery. Most, most wineries are, a, a boutique winery in Napa Valley is considered 20,000 cases, and our production is at about 1,000 cases, so I guess we would be considered a micro-boutique winery. <laughs> Well, I like the micro-boutique wineries. They're the best ones. How would you best describe this wine? Oh, I love the blackberry and the compote. Um, the Syrahs sometimes have a bit of tar or dark chocolate, which are always really nice. I mean, it's it's a little cool and kind of wet, rainy right now, and I just thought this red wine would go perfectly with the weather yeah. and what we were doing today. Yeah, it's got great... You know, it's very fruit forward. It's really nice. Really super wine. So if people want to get their hands on a bottle of kale wine, what is the best way that they can go about doing that? So there's there's lots of different ways. We try and keep it as easy as possible. Um, we have a website, kalewines.com. And then if you're visiting Napa Valley, I would love, love, love you to stop by our collective tasting room, The Wine Thief, in downtown Napa. Um, they're open daily. Uh, we're working on opening a second wine thief in the Bay Area. Uh, more news on that to come. So it's always, you know, it's fun being a small business owner because there's so many opportunities and ways to expand and grow your business at your own um, pace. Yeah, exactly. You have so much control. 
but no relief. (laughs) (laughs) Curious, what are some top moments of your career so far? Oh, my goodness. That is an excellent question. Throughout your whole career. Throughout my whole career. Well, Is there one or two that stand out? What came to my mind first, and this might not even be a top moment, but it was when I realized that I didn't need to be the number one employee at the bank or in the company that I needed. I wanted to work, and I wanted the wine brand and the kale brand and my children and my volunteer work. And the the biggest thing for me was finding that balance. And I feel like um, it it saved my life. (laughs) To find that balance. Yeah, that's hard to do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what's your secret? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tell us all. Oh, goodness. Vitamins. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you do yoga? Do you? Seriously, what is your secret, Ronka? Well, um, I mean, Napa is a small town. We don't have soul cycle or anything like that, but we do have some fun cycle classes. And there there is a great yoga studio here. So if, I mean, there's something for everyone. I love the hikes. But I mean, is that how you find, is that how you find balance in your life, incorporating some of those components? Yeah, yes. I mean, I just think being well-balanced in general and even getting out of our bubble here in Napa and going into the city, which I mean the San Francisco um, for a weekend is also good balance just to, you know, understand, you know, life's not dirt and vines. There's also (laughs) concrete in other places. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes that's, that's healthy, right? Best advice you've received? Oh my goodness. Best advice in what? In parenting or in (laughs) winemaking? Well, we'll stay with your career (laughs) because we're about to wrap up our discussion with your career. So we'll, We'll stay with career. Best advice, career advice you've Oh, I gotten. think it's just stay true to yourself. Okay. I mean, people can get lost in their career so quickly that just to stay true to yourself has been the best advice. Okay. And one last question. If, if someone came to you and said, I want to start a wine brand, what would you say to them? Well... I would tell them the old, old joke we have in the Napa Valley is it takes a million dollars to make $10 million in the Napa for winemaking here. So, I mean, you can scale that down or scale that up, but that's pretty much the equation. So just be ready, um, you know, for a significant upfront capital, and, and it really needs to be a passion and a love. So you got to be there. You got to be in it for the long haul. Yes, and have a lot of dollars. <laughs> okay, let's talk about your personal life now. You married a winemaker who relocated you up to wine country. Before all that happened, where did you grow up? I grew up in San Joaquin Valley in Stockton, California, which is the Central Valley here in California. And what was life like there growing up? Um, life was very diverse. It was it was a fun community for me. It's changed a lot since then, but I'm a fourth-generation Californian and Stocktonian, and our roots run deep there. Okay. How would you compare Stockton, or Central Valley, to Napa, or contrast the two? Um, compare well, or contrast? 
a long time ago, they were both agricultural communities. And what I've noticed in Napa is our, you know, board of supervisors and county had the foresight to limit new construction and make agricultural land the highest and best use. Um, and I think fast forwarding to today, that's made a world of difference in how the two communities have evolved. You're saying Napa's evolved better. Well, agriculture is still the highest and best use there, where there's a lot more suburban sprawl in the Central Valley, unfortunately. Want more on today's interview? Purchase Wine Country Women of Napa Valley. It's available on our website at winecountrywomen.com. Let's talk about your life in more detail here in the Napa Valley. You and Kale live in the town of Napa. Yes. Napa Valley is made up of many, many towns. How did you choose the town of Napa? Um, well, it was just kind of by trial and error. He started in Calistoga, or he started in Yountville, and then what, went up to Calistoga. And then when I came into the picture, he thought Napa would be closest to San Francisco, so I might adjust better in Napa versus rural Calistoga. Um, and it was a good choice for us. I mean, I feel close enough to the rest of the Bay Area that when I'm missing something from home, I can just scoot over there and be there in an hour. You're accessible. Um, and Napa is also the largest town in the valley. So, um, you know, we just have more options and more stores and more things to do as opposed to the other towns, which is convenient. And your home. Let's let's talk about your home. Describe, if we walked inside your house, if we took a step inside, what would we see? What is your decorating style? Oh, my goodness. We definitely live a bohemian lifestyle, Michelle. I mean, one thing when we were house shopping, this was, you know, over a decade ago, we wanted a house that wasn't cookie cutter and had tons of charm and character. So it's just dripping in that. If it's a built-in bookshelf or the original 1940s chandelier that you know it's you just walk in and you think you're you took a step back in time is what I hope (laughs) so did you restore it back to that time um no no we bought it from the original family that owned it so it was pretty much in its original condition when we we purchased it um but we have kept it and we've tried to when making updates try and keep them true to their character do you have like a certain color palette that you've tried to stay within i think light and airy has probably just been the best it's more of a cottage than a you know large house we try and keep a pretty low carbon footprint um and you know for those smaller homes that have more rooms rather than wide open spaces we've just tried to keep it as light and airy as possible okay do you have a particular entertaining style or tip um sure let's see we entertained last week and we had an amazing time and you know it's plan ahead plan your your menu and your wines to go with your menu and you know how understand your your guests and what they like and dislike and make sure everyone is comfortable and happy and has a glass of wine in their hand <laughs> yes not only a glass but something in that glass yeah right <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. That is the main job of entertaining in Napa. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's a good segue to ask you, other than kale wine, what do you like to drink at home? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, at home, we definitely have some really fun microbrews at home. It takes a lot of good beer to make good wine. Um, especially during harvest. And then when I'm out and about, I love trying the different cocktails at all of the restaurants and bars here in Napa Valley because they make some beautiful cocktails as well. Do you have some favorite spots you'd like to share? Oh, my goodness. There's so many. There's a brand-new bar that just opened called The Mule. Um, I think Basalt has some beautiful cocktails, and Angel has a beautiful one as well. So... Um, I'm a gin person at the restaurant, so it, it's funny that I usually just gravitate to those drinks on the menu. Is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you have a hidden talent? Oh, that's an excellent question. Well, we were having this conversation the other night, and I do have my gun safety uh, certification. Wow. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that surprising? <laughs> yes, actually that is. Makes me want to ask, how many guns do you own? We, we don't own any guns. Oh my house. goodness. <laughs> so, well, I don't know if we should have told people that. People should be frightened of you, right? You're so tiny and petite. So you have, so explain to me what you have again. It's just a, a gun safety. It's, stand, it's called standard basic pistol shooting or yes. something. And it was, it just happened to be that as I was getting my scuba certification years and years and years ago, the instructor was also the gun certifier too. And he was like, I can do like a two for one or back to back. Like right. you show up for scuba instruction and then you stay you an extra learn. hour <laughs> how to clean a pistol. So I was like, well, that sounds interesting. And it just came to be um are you a good shooter um i'm a well like golf i would say i'm a straight shot my husband tends to do a lot of curves <laughs> okay she says there's no guns in the house but i wouldn't enter her house uninvited folks tell us about i'm going to go in a different direction now tell us about one of the most challenging times in your life oh man well, I think when uh, when people move, when people change jobs or change careers or any life-changing event, really, getting married, having children, and it seems to happen in threes. Everyone I know, they move, they change jobs, and they have a child all in the same month. So I feel like when that happened to Kale and I, um, you know, that's when you realize that your partner is not just, you know, your husband, your best friend. They're really your, the person that's going to help you deal with all the stress of all those things combined. The most meaningful trip that you've ever taken? Oh, Kathy, this is for you in Michigan. We sailed the river in China and watched these these homes that were about to be dammed by this crazy three gorges dam and the two of us were in our 20s and just on a summer vacation traveling trekking through china and the great wall and i think um that still goes down as my all-time favorite trip that sounds like <laughs> a fascinating trip i've not been there would you have you been back since no no i'd love to just where's the time <laughs> well i know you have children and a husband and you're juggling many 
wine brands and I don't know where you would have the time, honestly. What do you hope to achieve by this time next year? Oh, my goodness. Most companies do need to set goals, right? (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm taking you back to your career, but it could be a personal goal as well. There's personal and there's career goals. But, I mean, I guess it's just to maintain a healthy, happy lifestyle and just continue to maintain that balance. I mean, if we can grow a little bit as a company, if we can get the kids to eat a few more vegetables... Um, you know, lose a few more pounds, whatever it may be. I think everyone kind of has the same goals in mind. Lastly, before we kind of wrap things up here, if you had a dream day, a day off in the Napa Valley, how would you spend it? I am planning one as we speak. I'm planning my girls weekend while Kale will be in France with the boys. Um, and I'm thinking of starting at a spa. Okay, which spa? <laughs> um, that's a good question. It'd probably be one up in Calistoga because they have the hot springs and the mud baths, and there's something about that minerality in the water. It's like cleansing, it's soothing, it's purifying, um, and such a special place. Uh, and then I would probably end with a, an amazing dinner somewhere in the valley. Um, we need specifics here. Oh, well, um, I mean, there's always some, there's always fun events going on here and there, but I mean, it could be. It's your perfect day. You have a day off. You're planning yeah. it. I mean, it might be something simple as Zuzu or Mimi Nashi in downtown mm-hmm. Napa. Really just, I'm a home cooking kind of comfort food girl. And I, I love our kale wines because they go so well with those types of comfort foods and on like a cold winter night or on a hot summer night with the rosés so um i think it would probably have to end there so i can take a quick uber ride home to my (laughs) cozy cottage (laughs) perfect daytime is spent at the spa and then you end with a fabulous meal and some kale wines yeah, that sounds like an amazing day. Absolutely. You can't, it's it's hard not to have a perfect day in the Napa Valley. Wouldn't right. you agree? Oh, I agree. I mean, we could start with a hike or a bike ride or a game of tennis if you wanted to get up a little bit earlier before we went to the spa, Michelle. Oh, well, <laughs> now all of a sudden I got invited. <laughs> sure, we could do that. A hike's always good. We could exert ourselves and then go to the spa and pamper ourselves and then have a fabulous meal. Okay, well, let's wrap things up with what I like to call five quick questions. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Don't give this a lot of thought. It's an, it's designed to be fun and lighthearted. So here we go. What is your favorite designer brand? Patagonia. Okay. <laughs> what kind of car do you drive? I have my 4x4 just parked right outside the tundra. Perfect. Who is your favorite singer? Oh, right now it's got to be Lady Gaga. Okay. What's the last piece of candy that you ate? I am a sucker for C's candy scotch mallow bars. (laughs) And who do you call for advice? Beverly Shotwell. Who is that? (laughs) (laughs) My dear friend. (laughs) Okay, there you go. Well, Ronco, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. It's been so much fun. 
Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Thank you for tuning in to listen and learn about the women featured in our lifestyle books and involved in our business. Share these episodes on your social media platforms so more people can learn about Wine Country Women. Visit our website at winecountrywomen.com to join our list and be the first to learn about exclusive offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new episode of Wine Country Women.